So, hello everyone, welcome to the Joyfulness Broadcast. I noticed something within myself and then some insight, very helpful, came uh, and an understanding also came, which lifted the weight that was felt and I wanted to share that with you so that this weight, if it is there, and most likely it is there to some degree, uh, can also be lifted just by hearing certain things. So, what was this thing I noticed? Well, I noticed that when I'm still, or not doing anything, like for example right now, just chilling with Bonnie on the couch <laughs> uh, under the air conditioner, there's like this part of me that wants to be productive. It wants, it's, it's like a pressure. I would say it's a pressure to be productive to do something productive and I mean I'm sure that's that's a to be productive there's nothing wrong with it but a pressure do we have to do we need to have this pressure in order to be productive or can we just be and let the natural consequence of just us be arise without any pressure naturally spontaneously without having to push ourselves so that's what this episode has to do with this desire in our culture or this value system really that ties our value as human beings to what we do we grow up and we get taught who are you going to be when you grow up what are you going to do <laughs> and again there's nothing wrong with that but what that tends to uh, propagate is this belief that our value has to do with what we do what we do rather than what we are and in that value system it's very difficult if we so long as we have that value system which which ties our value to society to humanity not society actually i think to humanity to the world to life so long as our value to life is tied in what we do it's very uh difficult to just be still and not do anything and just have a lazy day and relax uh I mean, it's still possible, but there's still this underlying uneasiness, at least I sensed within me. It wasn't, wasn't necessarily massively in the foreground, but I could still sense that there was like a disturbance in the force. <laughs> and I could sense that it was, there was something off about it. And so what came up for me was, well, is this true? Is this true that the value that I, that I have, that you have to society, to humanity, to life, is in what you do? And well, what came up was, well, it's, it's, not, it's not true. What is true is that actually the most valuable asset <laughs> we contribute to humanity is um, our consciousness. And our level of consciousness contributes to the sea of consciousness. And so everything we let go of within ourselves and as we essentially become more loving or more accurately as we let go of the obstacles to love, to being that which we are, that then invisibly, and visibly, but a large part invisibly radiates throughout humanity in both seen and largely unseen ways. And there's a really nice story I like that highlights this really well. It comes from David Hawkins. And, you know, he said something like this, you know, you're, 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 you're in nature, let's say you're in a boat, or you're just walking in the woods, and suddenly 
the beauty of it all hits you. You know, you're not doing anything, but the beauty of it all just hits you. And there's a profound, beautiful stillness, a peace. The peace of God is seen on a floating particle of dust, or as the leaves fall, you see the peace of God. And in that same moment, as that same awareness of the beauty is there, suddenly there's someone in Africa who's dying, who is about to die, hopeless, in a state of hopelessness and apathy, suddenly this wave of acceptance just comes upon them and suddenly they say, well, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. With a certainty, this wave just hits them. Where did that come from? It didn't come from anyone telling them that. It didn't come from anyone teaching them that. It just came like a wave. It just came to them. And at the same time, on the other side of the world, someone noticed this incredible beauty. And so Hawkins would say, well, that's how the world really works. That's really our greatest influence to humanity, to the, to the happiness, to the joy of humanity, is our own joy, our own happiness. When we notice these beautiful things, as we let go of the barriers to being one, being unified and living in that beautiful state all the time, to returning home, to the awareness of the beauty which we truly are, which this world truly is, as we let go of these barriers, there's now all of humanity is uplifted. As we elevate our own consciousness, all of humanity is elevated with us. As the sea rises, as Hawking says, all the ships in the sea rise automatically with no resistance. And that is the greatest contribution that we have to humanity, not what we do. And in any case, what we do comes out of our level of consciousness. When we're very loving, we'll do all that we can. Or maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just be sitting in bliss, in ecstasy. And yet, someone sitting in bliss, in ecstasy, somewhere in India or somewhere in Australia or somewhere anywhere, doesn't matter where, <laughs> in a cave or not in the cave, in a field, someone just sitting there, blissed out by the beauty of it all, is, I mean, in my eyes, contributing quite an immense upliftment to all of humanity. So those people that do nothing, that just sit blissed out, <laughs> are contributing to the upliftment of all of humanity. And their power is very, very immense very immense and of course in the past <laughs> in the past I'm sure many people be like well this is just a nice story I mean how do we know this to be true it could just be a nice fantasy a nice poetic uh, notion but how do we know this to be true how do we know anything that has just been said to be true and that is the beauty of the map of consciousness where we can validate these things and you can check for yourself that everything uh, here, said here, you can check for yourself the level of truth, so you don't have to believe anything, you can validate for yourself, and you'll see that, for example, the map of consciousness, you'll notice how the, 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 levels, the levels are logarithmic in power, meaning someone sitting at 600 or 500 or even 400, just sitting, just them being, just their presence, 
in, on Earth uh, counterbalances numerous, numerous bounds and batches of negativity in the world. And they don't have to do anything, they don't have to fight the negativity, they, just that presence alone uplifts humanity. I'll share other stories that help with this. Of course, if you're familiar with the map of consciousness, you'll know what I'm saying. If you're not, you'll be like, what the hell is this dude talking about? So if that's you, um, I recommend reading Power vs. Force or getting familiar with the map of consciousness, um, not for the sake of this podcast or anything, for your sake, for the sake of discerning truth. This is a way to discern the truth of anything for the first time in humanity. 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 <laughs> humanity. And so that's something that you, I don't think is worth missing out on. So just familiarize yourself with that and you'll become familiar with it, for as simple as that. And you'll be like, oh, that's what he's talking about. But I'll share another story. Um, you know, I notice, I can't prove any of this. This is just a knowingness and a sense I have from observation, where I notice certain propensities or certain things happen um, that I didn't notice before, that I didn't notice were happening as much. It might just be, you know, I'm walking and I notice that this this person has just taken the time to stop and look at the flower and really just just look at it. I mean, how often do we do we stop to look at a flower? We're always so busy with our lives. It's a very rare thing to actually see someone stop and look at a flower. Smell the roses. And I've been noticing that happening um, quite often. And I've been noticing that there would, you know, a lot more laughter. A lot more laughter in my family, for example. A lot more acceptance, a lot more gratitude um, than usual. Than usual. And, you know, I didn't do anything. I'm just being. <laughs> uh, being my weird self. That's all. Didn't do anything. Didn't have to do anything. Didn't have to force that upon anyone. But I just started noticing that I'm picking up a lot more of it than I did before. And that's something quite interesting that as we let go of these obstacles to being our most loving selves, being our most kind, accepting and gentle selves, forgiving instead of keeping people off the hook, we don't actually have to do anything the whole world is uplifted around us and you'll start to notice that around you there's this bubble of upliftment. You'll, you just pay attention to it and you'll start noticing it. You know, smiling to strangers, saying hello to strangers, it's not very a very common thing to do. Uh, to say hello to people, they get quite surprised <laughs> uh, and shocked. And it just doesn't fit in with the productivity paradigm. Because the productivity paradigm we're taught is that in order for that to have happened, we need to do something, we need to sell people courses, we need to teach them something, we need to share information with them. And although it does help, you know, to share teachings and to share what we have learned with others, that's not really how this stuff works. Instead, how it works is it's more spontaneous. Spontaneously and automatically around us, there's this... this as we are more joyous ourselves, this joy, this bubble of joy flows around us and expands and expands and expands and contributes to the joy of the world silently, invisibly. And because it's silent, because it's invisible, it cannot be resisted. <laughs> you can't resist the whole sea rising, is what Hawking says. 
And that's just something very beautiful to dismantle this notion that you have to be productive in order to be of value to humanity. By all means, be productive, be whatever you see fit to be the best version of yourself, however you see that to be, be it. But there's no need to have this pressure about it. You can just sort of know that your presence alone is the major contribution you're making to humanity. And the more you let go of the obstacles to love, to acceptance within yourself, to loving yourself as you are, to accepting yourself as you are, to welcoming yourself as you are, well, you can now offer that to the rest of the world. You don't have to do anything with it. You can just be that which you are. And that's enough. That's enough to uplift the world significantly, not just like it's a significant upliftment because without that presence, that contribution that was that that is being made by your consciousness is not going to be made but because of your choices to let go to go through whatever is necessary to um, surrender the obstacles to acceptance to love to being your most loving self to off 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 to mastering your level of consciousness <laughs> just communicating with Bonnie the dog um, the oh, oh that that's enough you know that's enough you don't need to do anything more than that you can if you want to but you don't need to because that presence alone is the upliftment and then once you when when the pressure is let go, gone off then very naturally You'll either do things or you won't, but there won't need to be this pressure all the time. There's not this constant pressure, this constant unsatisfaction with what, where you are now. You can just be happy with where you are, with what you are, and then just let the automatic consequence of whatever you are express itself as it will. And that's more to do with the humility, saying, you know, I am being the most that I can be, and I'll do the best that I can however I see that to be, because what I see as best and what you see as best for life, for ourselves, will probably be quite different. So we can do what we see to be best and we can always seek guidance um, from others. It's always wise to have counsel. Um, you're welcome to ask me if you'd like to or you might have a spiritual mentor or something. If not, feel free to reach out. I won't charge you or anything. I'm just on WhatsApp. You can ask me any questions. I'm here for you. Um, you know, I myself have one of these spiritual councils and um, it was on this podcast before and I ask questions and just asking those questions gives me the clarity. And I don't remember what I was talking about anymore because Bonnie's being very playful. You want to play, huh? But the point of this is, I was talking about spiritual guidance, right? If you want spiritual guidance, I'm here. Just so... Let me see if I can put this in the right way. Within you right now exists the potential to just accept yourself as you are, accept everything as you are, and therefore just be happy the way. Hey, enough! With the way everything is. And accessing that potential is not something that has to be forced. You don't have to push it. You don't have to attain it because it's already there. And so having some clarity, being with someone who can see that within themselves in a clear way they can then offer you that clarity and give it to you to realize that oh wow 
I don't have to actually do anything. Um, all that's required is just accept things as they are and I will be that which accepts things as they are and then I offer that to the world <laughs> and then I'll let whatever the natural consequence of that be, let it be that. And you know, I can still do what I want to but I can just at the same time not be guilty about not doing things and enjoy, you know, watching Netflix or <laughs> like um, just chilling on the couch with Bonnie and not, not writing a book, you know, writing a book at the moment, not writing it when like a hundred percent of the time all the time right because it's fun but when that pressure comes up i notice that it's not as fun anymore and so this is really also about fun that when you let go of this pressure to do to do to do to do and you just embrace just being that which you are and trusting that that is enough you'll have a lot more fun in life and you'll actually find that you'll be a lot more successful in all of your endeavors because you're not coming out of pressure not coming out of a pressure to do, but out of a joy of being. You're, it's the joy of being what you are and sharing that with the world. And I'll give one more story to exemplify that. Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong is just being what he is. He's just a chirpy, charming jazz musician. And he shares that with the world exactly as he is. And it's beautiful. And he was obviously a huge success. And so everyone who just bees what they are, who bees what they are, and buzzes and bees like they are, they are the ones that, that is what tends to propagate success, not pressure. That's an illusion, that pressure and pressure to do and force. Force is very limited, but power, power comes from joy, from the joy of being what you are, owning it, accepting it as you are, and sharing it with the world. That's a joy, and it's not coming from a pressure, it's not coming from force, you'll have a lot more success in uh, in all your endeavors and anything you find that you do still want to do, you'll find that you'll do it uh, with more flow, with more ease, with more grace. And of course, if you do something with the, the with more flow, with more ease, with more grace, and you're very joyous in it, then obviously it will be more likely to succeed if it is destined to succeed. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's just, you know, let's say it's guitar playing. You enjoy it. You play it with ease. You play it with flow. But let's say you're not the best in the in you're not like the best in the world, or just for whatever reason you're not destined to um, to be a hit musician. But if you're really doing it out of that joy, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're just playing by yourself and just or playing with some friends and giving that joy to the, some friends and just having a laugh, having a giggle. Then that's enough, you know. You don't want anything because you're no longer coming out of lack. You're complete as you are. You don't need anything, and anything that comes is an extra gift. Anyway, so that's a little something that I wanted to talk about with you today and share, just so that you can release that pressure and just be okay with being as you are, you know, lounging on the couch, just sleeping in, having lazy days, having a lazy week, <laughs> having a lazy life. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just be, just be 100% whatever you do. That's all whatever it is, just be 100% in it. If you're binge eating, be 100% binge eating. If you're, um, be 110%, sorry, 110. If you're playing with a dog, play with the dog 110%. If you're lazing, lazing on the couch, do it to the best of your ability and just continuously be the best that you can be. And that's all. And that way you can enjoy life, you can relax, you know, the world will still take on without your contributions. 
in what you do, society keeps going, everything keeps ticking. I mean, if we were to die tomorrow, everything would keep going, everything would be fine. And when we realize that, maybe the sense of like importance or pride of importance might, that might have to be sacrificed. But instead of, hey, instead of that, instead of that, there's just the peace of, of just enjoying life however we want to. So just enjoy life. Doesn't have to be this struggle. Can just enjoy, accept. And really the greatest contribution that you can make is your own consciousness, the evolution of your consciousness. And when you see that, even conceptually, just hearing that, you can just kind of sigh a relief and be like, oh wow, okay. You know, the world is going to keep going. Uh, God's got it covered, you know. So I can just enjoy myself. I can just be as I am. Worry, focus on letting go of the obstacles within me and letting that ripple out in the world however it does. Smiling at a stranger if, if I feel like it. <laughs> Being as loving as I can be, but also realizing that I can't be more loving than I can be at this moment, can I? Otherwise I would. And to say that I would or should is actually coming out of pride, saying I should be more evolved than I am. And I'm going to finish that with one last thing. I, I think I've noticed recently that a lot of anger and, uh, and hostility with ourselves and judgment of ourselves has to do with we think we should be more evolved than we are, especially if you're listening to this. You might have this idea or belief that you should be more evolved further along than you are. But recognize that that's the same thing as saying evolution should be at a different place than it is right now. That we should have uh, two heads, not one. That we should have two butts, not one. <laughs> Seven fingers, not five when you chant. It's the same thing as saying that. It's telling life what to do. You're saying, no, I shouldn't be where I am. I should be here. But if that was true, it would be true. But it's not. So it's just a vanity, in other words, an opinion. And so all that's necessary is to let go of these opinions, of these vanities of saying, I know how things should be. Letting go of that, and when you let go of that, you naturally just embrace and accept things as they are, and are able to enjoy things as they are, instead of try to make them, push them to be other than what they are not. And just let the natural, spontaneous flow take its, take its course, and enjoy life fully. And I'll tell you what, life is going to be a lot more enjoyable if you choose this option than otherwise. So, joy is always in your hands. It's right, available right now with a very simple decision. Let go of opinions. Your opinions don't matter. What matters is truth. Just enjoy life. Accept things as they are. Ask God for guidance. Pray consistently. Do the most you can and realize that you can't do any more than that. And just be happy with however things go. Learn as you go. Pray to not make the same mistake twice <laughs> or multiple times. And just uh, enjoy this ride. Enjoy this ride of being human. And I will end. I did say I will just end, but I'm going to just end with this thing. <laughs> which is something that Hawking said in a recent video. It was beautiful. I've heard it before, but it really I heard it differently this time. 
Hawking is saying, you know, the pain of being human is really worth it because, because of the opportunity that it brings. Sure, there's, there's these innate difficulties that come with being human, like, you know, whatever difficulties you're going through. <laughs> but at the same time, these difficulties, they are the price of the opportunity. And the opportunity is to transcend the difficulties, <laughs> let go, and be free of them forever, forever, to let go and surrender at greater and greater depth, because at the end of the day, it will always come down to surrender. If you just close your eyes right now, you might notice that, hang on, I do have this option available to just surrender. And I know that the mind will come up and say, I don't know what that means. What does it mean to surrender? Like, can you give examples? But if you look deeper than what the mind brings up, you'll see that this part of you that already knows what surrender is. It knows perfectly well what surrender is. You already know it. It's just a matter of actually going through with the surrender. And you'll find, oh wow, it's difficult. And that's true. It's very difficult to surrender. And so... You can just sort of sit, close your eyes, and see just how deeply you could surrender. And however deeply you surrender, there's always a deeper surrender to surrender. <laughs> and uh, I like to say that if you surrender everything, surrender everything until there's nothing to surrender, or surrender everything, let go of everything until the presence of God reveals itself to you. It's just re is recognized. So there's always a deeper surrender. And this isn't something, you can hear about it and it's nice, but there's, you already know it. Anytime you hear about surrender, you're just being reminded of something you already know. It's just a, just a letting go. Just a dropping off. A stepping back. And it's easy and it's hard at the same time. It's how it is for me. Both easy and difficult. Both extremely effortless both totally effortless and the most difficult thing that there is is to surrender in my own experiences of it. I might be wrong, but that's how I see it now. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you'd like an episode or anything, you can go to the Facebook uh, group, Facebook page, Joyfulness Broadcast. I did post um, maybe couple of days ago what would you like an episode on so you can comment what you'd like something on uh, you can follow that to stay up to date I, 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 I sort of update them with episodes but I find that there's not much engagement there and I think um, most people just follow it on Spotify or Apple so I recommend just following it on Spotify and Apple this podcast and then you'll get notified and you can watch and listen yeah, thank you very much. And you can also um, go on to, uh, if you have Instagram, feel free to add me, Nick Shibanov, and TikTok also, Nick Shibanov. You can add me. Love to be friends. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your day. I really appreciate you listening this far. And lastly, if you'd like to help this podcast grow, you're welcome to share this with a friend. Please share that if you feel that it is something that can benefit them. So you can share it with the people you care about if you think it can benefit them.
as it has if it has benefited you i don't know that's up to you thank you very much see you in the next one Thank you.